Hello, and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And... Hi. Hi. I, today, I, I wanted to tell you the dictionary.com word of the day. I want to hear it. Snuggery. I know what that means. What does it mean? It means um, like a cozy um, environment in your home or a cozy room. It does. Yes. But I was going to ask you. But it sounds a little dirty. (laughs) I was going to ask you if you went out on a first date with someone and then said, would you like to come back and see my snuggery? Yeah, that... <laughs> that might be bad. I think they would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> they might? If it was <laughs> you, might. you would say yes. And I was going to say, this week, you got kind of a traveling snuggery. Your new coat. Oh my gosh. David Wall, I love my new coat so much. <laughs> Your coat. Um, how would you describe it? Well, I will tell you how... Um, my guys in the neighborhood described it. Okay. Um, the guys that I like to hang out with on the corner and just like shoot the shit. Um, they said that I look like a green caterpillar. So, so <laughs> what you got is basically like a down blanket. Yes. In waterproof down blanket. Yes. In the shape of a coat. Yes. With three built-in scarves that can go over your face. Two. There are two, like, built-in scarves. Two built-in scarves. They're not really built-in scarves, but that's what they're like. Right. And so they were saying, when you wear it, it looks like you're walking in a sleeping bag. And so that's the caterpillar-type body. Yeah, and because it's down, it's, like, channel-stitched. I think that's the technical term for it. Um, so it looks like I have a segmented body. <laughs> <laughs> so would you mind if I posted a picture of you in the, the snuggery? Not at all. Can I just say one other thing about my walking snuggery? Yes. One of the things that's so great about it is it's almost floor length. It's almost like a gown, um, which helps keep your calves warm. But if it's a little too much or if it's a little warmer out, I can zip off like the bottom, what, 12 inches to make it just go past my knees instead of down to my ankles. So if your calves are properly (laughs) properly temperate, you don't have to have the whole coat. Oh, wait, that's why you said three scarves, because I can zip off that bottom part and then put that around my neck as if it was my third scarf. Yes. So you have one that's almost like a hood scarf, then like a fold-up thing that blocks your mouth, and then you can zip off the bottom and wrap that around your face, too. Yes. I wanted to tell you, you, do you want to know what the coat is called? Yeah. It has a name. Um, Helly Hansen Beloved Winter Dream Women's Down Parka. Winter Dream. <laughs> it's a winter dream, and it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to refer to it as the snuggery from now on. Okay, that's I, good. I don't like the caterpillar one as much. I think they're they're giving you a little a little grief. Do you think they're shading me a little bit? A little shade with the, the caterpillar. I don't know. I mean, maybe they are because, well, that was... That was more Jimmy <laughs> giving, giving me shit. Because um, you know Jimmy. See, because I would say, if you said, oh, it looks like you're in a cocoon, 
Yeah. That to me, I'm like, oh, I get that. But calling you a caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> I get I just kind of was flattered by it. I just like the attention because they really <laughs> pretty much ignore from, me because, you the, know, I'm a girl. From the gentleman in the neighborhood. Yeah. From the, el- well, I guess Jimmy's not elder. He's the young one, but he's like 67. Right. Um, but D was very complimentary of, of my snuggery. Well, she was probably jealous knowing D. Yeah, she likes my coat sometimes. Yeah. Another thing I was going to mention from uh, when you were out showing off your coat to the neighborhood <laughs> is... You're, you're acting like I like intentionally like donned my down beloved dream parka from Helly Hansen and started parading up and down the street saying, look at me, look at my parka. Well, do you know that, do you know, did I show you on TikTok the main character meme that someone did a song about being the main character in their neighborhood? No. They they sing a song where they're like, it's one fifteen. it's time for me to walk around my neighborhood and then they put some each time the woman puts on a crazy outfit and then walks around the neighborhood and says i'm the main character in this neighborhood <laughs> so she's in the neighborhood cook, local cook <laughs> <laughs> but while we were out walking we saw two interesting christmas decorations one is a bright pink tree with a crow in it yeah, the bright pink pink tree. This is the first year that guy has been out. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, is it's it's like bright pink, like not just like lightly pink, but like super bright pink, and it has like a not a stuffed crow, but a a pretty realistic artificial crow. Crow, yeah. yeah. I'll post a picture of it. So, and you you and I, or at least I decided, like I really want a picture of real crows. Interacting with the fake crow. Absolutely. We really tried so to, get, put, to get that. I put peanuts all over. Yeah. And the crows. They were even, just saying F you. We're not yeah. we're taking the bait. So I'll post a picture of the crows staring at us. Well, uh, and then as soon as we walked away, they went and got yeah. all, all the peanuts. I think they just didn't like that fake crow. Oh, that could be the case. Well, I, you know... I was I am envious of the pink tree mm-hmm. because it's not fluorescent but no. almost. Yeah. And it kind of has a like a very early 70s late 60s vibe to it. it. Totally does. And I was thinking perhaps next year we can also get a pink tree. Oh. And a pink crow tree except I would not use my Amazing, gorgeous, special, special, pristine crow ornament that I, we got as a gift this year um, from my sister Betsy. Yeah. All the way from Canada. Like, it had to go through customs. Yeah. But it was really, really cool. I wouldn't put that on the tree no. because I'd be fearful that it would get damaged. But I would, like, string peanut garland. For the crows. Yeah, and I'd have to replenish it probably a couple times a day, but I would make like, you know, the one um, home crafter DIYer, I think she did like balls, like styrofoam balls, maybe popcorn balls. They were popcorn balls coated in peanut butter and then rolled in birdseed. I would do that, but roll it in peanuts. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It'd be fun. One other thing we were talking about doing is 
we got some peanut butter whiskey to try <laughs> on Christmas. And it's actually Squirrel Brand. Yeah, this is called Squirrel Brand. Well, I don't know why, but we we were like, let's try some brown. We got also got the brown sugar whiskey. Yeah. And we'll probably have it for years to come. So I don't know. It tastes good. But yeah, it's it is good, but it's um it's very specifically sweet. And we we had talked about though maybe getting a little shot glass. Yeah. And putting a glass out for the squirrels to see if they would drink peanut butter whiskey. I think they might, but I don't want to harm them. I don't think it would harm them. You don't? No, because remember they used to get drunk eating our rotten pumpkins in the backyard. That was so funny. That was funny. <laughs> I wouldn't want them to drink the whole thing. And then I said, well, maybe we should put a, a dish out for the raccoons. And you said, well, we should just put the whole bottle out for them. Yeah, if we put the bottle out for the raccoons, I know they would use their nasty... Well, I'm still, I still haven't found my, the, my, my love place in my heart for raccoons. So I apologize. I was going to say nasty. They would use their little claw-like fingers... To drink from the bottle as if they were a wino. (laughs) And then we would go out and there'd be like all these sleeping raccoons all over the back porch. Trying to use our our backyard furniture as a snuggery. A snuggery. They're a little (laughs) raccoon snuggery. (laughs) Well, we had one other decoration um, that we took a picture of, that I took a picture of and tweeted. Oh my gosh. Which is... That and it's, thing's out every year. It's out every year. We see it every year and we've talked about it and talked about it incessantly. And this year we finally took a picture of it, which is there's a house and pretty much... In the, the fancy neighborhood. In the fancy neighborhood. And pretty much their only Christmas decoration, direct... Directly yeah. Christmas. They have other stuff up, but the thing well, they that, have stuff inside their house. Well, they have like, like a, a they have a hand drawn vote sign and, yeah. and other kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but is a Santa? Now, this is my guess as to what it's supposed to be. Just so you can picture it in your head, is it's supposed to look like Santa is? Um, what do they call it when you climb up the side of a, a cliff? He's uh, parkour. No, he's got a he's yeah repelling. He's repelling up the side of their house uh, to enter through the chimney to give them gifts. So he's about a one foot tall Santa, and he's going up the side of the house. That's what I think it's supposed to look like. But Mm, instead, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. They, it really in reality, they tied the rope around Santa's neck. And then ran it down through his legs. So there's a little bit sticking out through the bottom, too. So you can see, like, he's climbing. But it really just looks like someone hung a tiny Santa by a noose down the side of their house. Absolutely. And I don't know if you noticed, but today they have, like, a trellis or they had, like, a homemade ladder-like thing. Um, I don't even think the ladder is there anymore. I believe that they want that Santa to look like he's hanging from a noose because there are other options to that holiday display, and I use quotes for that. They could tie the rope around his little, around his little torso, like under his armpits, and then string it like from underneath his shirt. Well, it does look like a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> and... The thing that got me as to that really creeped me out this 
period when they've had it because we've been walking by it for a while now is um, one day it was really windy and he, <laughs> so he's hanging from the noose swinging back and forth like as we walk by the house and I was like that is wrong what's that whistle from the westerns oh <laughs> oh like the, that? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's funny. That's the second time we've talked about Clint Eastwood this week. Ooh. Because remember we watched that um, we watched that movie called I'm Your Woman? Oh, yeah. And there's a, like a car chase yeah. that felt very Like Clint Dirty Harry. What to me. Yeah. yeah. Like from yeah. one of those early 70s yeah. cop movies. It really bummed me out seeing those cars beat up like that. They were they're great cars. They were great cars. Yeah. That was that was interesting. Um What else is going on? Well, one other thing that I was gonna bring up that we talked about a little bit earlier this week, but I wanted to go into more detail, is this uh Wisconsin Christmas tradition that everyone was talking about this week called the cannibal sandwich. <laughs> now <laughs> I I have a sister who lives in Wisconsin. <laughs> and she she said it sounded disgust. Yeah, I don't think that everybody understands the different levels of disgusting. Well, tell I them. don't think I've ever explained it. So there are things that are gross. That's one level. Then there are things that are disgusting, which that is worse than gross, but not as bad as disgusting. And disgusting is like the nastiest level you can be. So gross, disgusting, disgusting. And these cannibal sandwiches are like double disgusting. So I wanted to show you. I got a picture of one. Oh my god! So I got a oh picture of a cannibal. Oh my gosh! Now, I'm gonna. Why did you do that to me? Wait, I'm gonna <laughs> tell so you. So the the thing about the cannibal sandwiches is raw ground beef, onion on bread, and that's the that's the thing. So I looked it up because I'm like, well, maybe there's more to it than that. So I got a recipe. It's a pound of beef, ground beef, two eggs, no. one onion, Ooh. salt and pepper, bread. That's, that's the, the whole sandwich. Ugh. And, so, and it's not even like, um, you know, some people like steak tartare. Yeah. And, you know, I like a gl- good blue steak. Sure. I'm okay with pretty rare steak. Yeah. Um, but this is not even like it's um, hand ground or hand chopped good, clean beef. Well, it's like... Ground beef from Kroger's. So let me tell you, this is I I I did a little research. No shame, Kroger's, but come on. (laughs) I I did a little research because I was like, who's defending it? So there is the one of the best restaurants in Madison serves it, but they serve like a fancy pants. Yeah, and it's probably like a steak tartare. Also, deviled egg on top. Yeah, the onion would not be that giant yeah. raw white onion. And it has Ugh. it has like deviled egg with deviled egg seasoning, like a layer of that. And okay. then so it's it's steak tartare with, with egg stuff. But in the same article there was a guy <laughs> who defends the sandwich. This is what he said. Okay. The best cannibal sandwich with the lowest risk. <laughs> <laughs> What's the lowest risk? I know. Oh my goodness. Is if you take steak or something like steak. Like a and you impossible gr- burger <laughs> and you grind it up the worst cannibal sandwich <laughs> is if you simply eat ground beef out of a package because then the risk of e coli is greater 
Peter said, aim for the leanest cut of beef you can get. Let your butcher know you're using the meat for cannibal sandwiches. And ask for it to be freshly ground with a clean grinder. And don't dawdle. Eat the meat the same day you buy it, and preferably before the end of the party. The party? (laughs) Wait a minute. When did this, but when did a party come into play? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell you. That was their, so that was the cannibal sandwich. There are people defending it. They're saying it's a tradition that's disappearing. I don't, I've never heard of it. Not that I'm from Wisconsin. We are originally from the Midwest. Yeah. I have a sister who now lives in Wisconsin. This is the first she's ever heard of it. Well, I was going to ask you if there were any food traditions for the holidays in Toledo. That would be yeah. kind of the equivalent of a cannibal sandwich. Um, well, I do, I do have kind of a um, baby pepper confession. So this is kind of gross, but um, when I was very little on Christmas Eve, my aunt Donna, um, she was like the rich one in the family. <laughs> she would host Christmas Eve at her fan- fancy house, and she'd have it all decorated. And I have since often made on Christmas Aunt Donna ham sandwiches, which are delicious. Yeah. Um, and that's just like a really good ham. We've used um, honey-baked ham before, but you can also get really, really delicious shaved ham. Um, and wrap it, um, use those little bitty buns, um, even like a King Hawaiian bun, and then put some Beecher's cheddar cheese on top, and then wrap it in foil and stick it in the oven. Yeah. A real, with mustard, it's a really good sandwich. But um, in addition to the Aunt Donna ham sandwiches, that would be like the one time a year we'd actually have like a cru- like crudite, mm-hmm. which is the cut up different vegetables. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, this was back in the 1970s when ranch dressing was just kind of like hitting, <laughs> hitting it big. big. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think they, there wasn't such a thing as a bottle of ranch dressing. You'd have to get these little packets um, from Hidden Valley Ranch, and then you'd follow the recipe on the packet. And I think it had like sour cream. I think you had to put buttermilk in it. Like buttermilk, sour cream, and mayonnaise, and mix it up, and then make the ranch dip. Um, but that was <laughs> such a treat, and I would, I'd like the cauliflower, raw cauliflower on the crudite, but it would make my tummy upset. So what I would do is I would take a piece of that raw cauliflower, dip it in the the Hidden Valley Ranch dressing because it was the most delicious thing ever. And then I would suck off all the dressing <laughs> and then dip it back in. You were a, you were a was, double dipper. It was worse than double dipping. It was like I had my entire mouth in that bowl of dressing, swishing it around and spreading germs. I don't think I've ever admitted that. Well, I don't. at the time, I didn't know it was bad because I was like, I don't know, a little kid, four, five, six. 10, 14. No, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't that old. I was little, so I didn't realize that was like um, poor etiquette. And I think my cousin Jay Gherkin caught me once. Wow. <laughs> well, we, we mentioned another. So, did you have any other one? 
Well, I was going to mention just we had talked about this earlier in the week because we um, saw somebody using a giant baloney skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had talked about how um, fried bologna sandwiches are a Columbus thing. But I didn't know they were associated with Columbus until I was older. And I was like, oh, because we just had fried bologna sandwiches and didn't know that was the thing. And you had said, oh, we got the big salami. And just got slices. Well, it wasn't salami. It's bologna. I'm sorry, bologna soup. um, You know, I mentioned Grandpa Chief and his his death mobile um, last podcast. And it was an Oldsmobile. He had not a Chrysler. My dad had the Chrysler. But um, so we, you know, we didn't have a lot of money um, when I was little. So Grandpa Chief and Grandma Mary would sometimes bring over groceries and one of the things that they often de- often would deliver or bring us was a giant bologna in that red casing. Yeah, just a huge... Yeah, it's we never, solid. We yeah. never got like a giant bologna yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. Well, I... I we, we, my mom used to make bologna salad from You've told it. me that before. Oh, and that gross. was just like mayonnaise and bologna, right? And pickle relish. And pickle relish. And it wasn't mayonnaise. I'm Never sorry. mayonnaise. It was um, Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Sorry. <laughs> I think my mom thought may- real mayonnaise was disgusting. <laughs> because of the egg? No, I just think she loved the sweet, sweet tang of Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did a little research because I was like, is fried bologna still a thing? And I found a place near Columbus. Uh, I think it's in Waldo, Ohio. It has a, it's called the GNR Tavern. That has bologna, fried bologna sandwiches, mm-hmm. and I took a picture of one. Or a, What's with all the raw onions? Yeah, and that's why I wanted to show it to you. So it's Ugh. it's just a hamburger bun, just a normal mm-hmm. white bread hamburger bun with giant thick cut bologna. Yeah. I, it looks to be like over over a quarter of an inch. Yeah, maybe a little less than a half an inch yeah. thick cut of fried bologna. A slice of uh, white cheese, so I'm guessing cheddar? Mm, that looks like maybe... Yeah, mm, no, that's not cheddar. It's more melty than cheddar. Munsters on the Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Then um, pickles. Yeah. And then a thick-cut raw onion. Uh, that looks disgusting. So <laughs> they're still doing it, and it's, the, the, it, it's like a travel... The travel guides all have listings for this because it's one of the things that you're for like if you want a real yeah. fried bologna sandwich this is the place you go what's that little bowl behind it it looks like it has fried num nums in it yeah some kind of fried something that looks good yeah um but i looked to see so they also have bologna sandwich then they have bologna salad yeah three bucks i think it's probably a regional thing that yeah. bologna salad and then Ugh. They have what they call the country boy, which is a cheeseburger between two thin slices of bologna. <laughs> Delicious. Well, I, you know, my memory of fried bologna um, is from way back when, and it was one of my sisters, the neighborhood kids. I think I was maybe three, and um, we had like a hot plate and we would make bologna, fried bologna 
out back on the back porch. We we're just like little urchins. Like I, I don't have no idea where my mom was, but we would at Kim Powers, I think was there. Um, Amy and Jamie Migliori, like it was way back in the day. And we would take slices of bologna, fry it on this hot plate and then put Velveeta cheese, and it would curl up on the edges yeah. and make like a bowl. So we would make fried bologna bowls when I okay. was really little and so eat them out back. No thick cut raw onion? N- no, 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 no. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we love those bologna bowls, though. Okay, well, I guess we know what we're having for Christmas dinner now. <laughs> Yay, surprise! <laughs> bologna bowls. <laughs> Did you have any, like, um, holiday dishes, like, from when you were growing up that you think was just, like, either a family thing or... Nothing of deep interest, I don't think. No marshmallow salad? No marshmallow salad. marshmallow salad, What's a marshmallow salad? Let me guess. Miracle Whip? (laughs) No, it was sweet. It was... um, Oh my gosh, we love that marshmallow salad. It was those baby marshmallows, miniature miniature marshmallows, and whipping cream, whipped, um, and then a can of drained um, fruit cocktail, and extra, um, what are those little orange segments? Mandarin or drained mandarin oranges. And if it was a, if we were really lucky, um, a can a jar a jar of drained bright red maraschino cherries wow i'm surprised it's called marshmallow salad yeah in sliced bananas well it was we loved it like the first day but i'm just saying it didn't keep well (laughs) (laughs) not something you want to put in the fridge we tried we did we continued to eat off of it but it it was not good All right, so Christmas at our house this year, bologna bowls uh-huh. and marshmallow salad. Yes. <laughs> and, and a side of sliced white onion, raw white onion. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing, though, is it's like, it's like raw beef and a giant thick onion. So gross. Well, I, you know, I can't eat any kind of raw um, allium, raw onion or whatever, because I'm allergic yeah. to it raw. Um but I love cooked onion, and I use it. But I can't imagine even not being allergic to raw onion, wanting to eat giant slices of raw onion like that. Well, to me, if you're going to eat raw ground beef and a giant <laughs> thick slice of onion, just skip the ground beef. Yeah, you just need to reconsider your whole because strategy. Because there's no, you're not going to taste ground beef if you're eating a giant. All you're going to taste is the onion and get some texture from that beef. Because the only thing in it is egg, salt, and pepper. Raw egg. Just everything about that is disgusting except like salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, if you celebrate Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.